Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend. I'm Jason Godby, and today we're bringing you another camera review. Today we're taking a look back at the Canon EOS R. Now, I first reviewed this camera back in 2020, and since then I've used it quite a bit for filmmaking and photography work. I used it as a still photographer on a feature earlier this year. And we also made the short film Sonnet 23 and Isolation. I shot a proof of concept pilot with it, which made it into several film festivals. I also want to say off the top that the EOS R is an excellent camera for stills. I highly recommend it. But this review is mainly going to be about the video features of the camera. So as I always say, if you're a podcast listener, you may want to watch this one just because we'll be featuring more video from the camera, you can check that video out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash getbehindtherabbit. I also want to say that I'm not going to do a deep dive into the specs for this review. Those are readily available online if you want that information. Brief disclaimer, before I get into the review, a full disclosure, we are not sponsored by Canon, and this will be as unbiased review as I can possibly manage. We are, however, sponsored by the good folks at JMR Rentals. Want to give a quick shout out and a thanks to those guys for loaning us the gear. They are a professional digital cinema and broadcast equipment rental company right here in Brooklyn, New York. JMRNY.com. All right, so let's get into the review. The EOS R was released back in 2018, and since then, Canon has released an entire line of full-frame mirrorless cameras, including the RP, the R5, the R6, the R3, and the R5C, as well as a full line of RF lenses. Canon has really come on strong in the mirrorless realm and is now fully competing with Sony's Alpha line. As far as my personal history with the camera and to break down some of the projects that we've used it on, Sonnet 23 was shot on the EOS R with a couple of Rokinon Cine lenses with an EF mount adapter. For that film, I also used a small HD monitor. One feature I found extremely useful is the focus peaking feature on the EOS R. If you're shooting with vintage glass or cinema glass, focus peaking is really essential. For the proof of concept pilot, I used the EOS R and the Canon 24 105 along with an adapter. I have to say that's been a great combination for both photos and video. And because the EOS R is full frame, you can still get a really nice shallow depth of field. And the 24 to 105 gives me all the focal range I need. I found it to be incredibly useful for running gun filmmaking. I haven't had the chance to use the new RF lenses. I've only used EF glass with an adapter. I've had no issues with the adapter so far. I've heard great things about the RF glass. At first they were all really expensive, but since then they've come out with some more affordable lenses. Another feature I found extremely useful is C-Log. C-Log comes standard on the OSR, unlike the Canon 5D Mark IV. C-Log is available for the 5D, but you have to pay extra. I've shot in C-Log quite a bit. I found it very easy to work with in post. I haven't had any trouble color correcting it. It's a flat profile, but it's not as flat or washed out as some of the Sony log profiles. And Canon Color Science is pretty great just right out of the box. One feature I did not test out when I first reviewed the camera was the 4K. The camera shoots in 4K at 24 and 30 frames a second, but there is a 1.7 times crop, making it slightly more cropped in than some APS-C sensors. If you're going to shoot 4K, you'll have to use wider lenses. When I use the 4K mode for our episode on the Roxy Cinema, I used the Canon 16-35 instead of the 24-105 so I could get those nice wide shots. The 4K quality is decent, but if you're looking for a full-frame 4K camera, I don't know that I would go with this camera. 
it's good, but it's not great. I think if I really needed to shoot 4K for a job, I would use something like the Sony FX3. I recently used that camera to shoot behind the scenes for a feature. And I have to say, I really love the quality of the 4K. I thought it was much better. You don't have to deal with the annoying crop factor and you're gonna have a lot more options in terms of frame rates with the Sony and it's much better in low light. Now, I haven't had a chance to use the EOS R with something like an Anamos recorder, which would allow you to shoot in 10-bit as opposed to 8-bit and that would probably help the quality. In general, if you're going to use this camera for filmmaking, uh, using a monitor is helpful. The screen on the EOS R works well, but it's kind of small. It's a touch screen, and the ability to change and rack focus with just a touch is amazing, but having a monitor may help you see your framing a little bit better just because it's a bigger screen. A top handle works really well for handheld work. Also, I would recommend using lenses with image stabilization if you're going to go handheld. The camera does not have IBIS, it has digital IS, but for the most part, I've relied on the stabilization in the lens. I recently tested the digital IS and it works pretty well combined with the IS and the lens. There's an enhanced mode as well. I didn't quite like it as much because it had that digital look to it and the video can start to look wavy and wonky. I would recommend using a monopod or a tripod or a gimbal to stabilize your shots. One feature that I think is just tremendous is the dual pixel autofocus and the face tracking. It works really well. I haven't had many issues with it. I think the autofocus on the FX3 is much better and it performs more consistently, but that camera is newer and it's also twice the price of the EOS R. One area that's a big factor for me in selecting a camera is ease of use. The EOS R's menu system is incredibly easy to navigate. I use the favorites tab for all my settings that I need to get easy access to. If you're a Canon shooter, if you're coming from a DSLR background, this is gonna be a very easy camera to learn. Of course, the camera has its limitations. The frame rates in 4K are limited. The crop factor in 4K is workable, but it's inconvenient to deal with. It doesn't have some of the higher end video features like zebras or false color. It shoots in shutter speed instead of shutter angle. And of course, the audio options are limited. It does have a mic jack and a headphone jack, but I would really recommend using a separate recorder for audio. Now, for me, all these things are pretty easy to live without. You can also add things like a recorder, a monitor, all those things to add features that can make it easier for you to shoot. Another limitation is recording time. If you're recording with the camera, it will cut out just before 30 minutes. I complained about it when I first reviewed the camera and I still hate it. So who's it for? When this camera first hit the market back in 2018, a lot of content creators were talking about it. There was a lot of buzz surrounding it, but now so many mirrorless cameras, including the new R-series cameras, as well as the Sony Alpha series and their FX cinema line cameras, have all come to market and sort of eclipsed the EOS R. But this is the camera that started it all for Canon in the full-frame mirrorless realm, and it's a lot less expensive than some of those other cameras. As of this taping, Canon lists the EOS R body only on their website for $17.99. I've seen it sell used and refurbished for less. I think this camera is ideal for hybrid shooters who really don't need 4K. If you're shooting for YouTube and social media platforms like I do most of the time, this camera is more than enough. The HD really looks great and you've got the 4K if you need it. You can easily make short films, music videos, any other kind of internet content. It's a great run and gun camera. The menu system is super easy to navigate and the quality is excellent for the price. 
So that's all we got for you today. Thanks so much for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. Now, for more of our content, including more gear and movie reviews, visit our website, norestfortheweekendpodcast.com. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And now you can watch the video on Spotify. So check that out. Once again, I'd like to thank our sponsor, JMR Rentals. And for Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.